Hello and welcome. You're listening to Song Stories, Quiet Stories. This is podcast episode nine, Relatively Speaking. I am your host, Carolyn Merced. This is the first bonus episode of the new original one-woman musical, Tales of Tila, which premiered at the Electric Theater in St. George, Utah in October 2018 with rave reviews. My special guest, Gramatila, will arrive any minute now. Episodes 1 through 7 go in order chronologically, so if you haven't yet listened to those episodes in this series, it might be a good idea to do that now then come back. That would give her more time to get here. This bonus episode stands alone, though. She's told me she'll visit us today, and for a few more of these episodes, wouldn't you love for her to come for more than that? I would, too. Many thanks to those of you who have sent me your story contributions. Don't be surprised if you hear them in a minute or two. Are you listeners ready to get your Spanglish on? Oh, here she comes. It sounds like she's wearing a new pair of shoes. And until a few episodes ago, didn't usually knock. It sounds like she's now made it a habit. Grandma, you fooled me again. Let's see if she closes the door behind her. Well, not closing the door is also a habit. Hola, this is Tila Miera Trujillo. Not really. It's her granddaughter, La Carolina, pretending to be me. I don't mind. Don't you think it's time for her to be brave enough to be herself and use her own voice? Because of her, some of you have listened to my other stories and said to yourselves, Why in the heck would she do something like that? She must really love me. Listeners, what are some of the ways that you communicate with your family and friends when you are not standing right in front of them? I'm not talking about yelling at each other from across the room or the yard. And don't tell me you have one of those crop duster airplanes and write your messages in the sky. Don't be silly. I've heard that your telephones nowadays are not connected to the wall and that you can use them to type and read the messages? That's too easy. Get a pen and a paper, an envelope and a postage stamp. Listen now and find out how my young niece, Simonita, and her suitor, Fred, courted each other. Find out who their matchmaker was. Believe it or not, it wasn't me. Find out how her parents felt about it when he proposed and the surprising thing her father did. If you have ever been married and are happy about it, how long was your engagement? How did both sets of parents feel about it? Where was the very first place you lived? If you haven't married and wish that you could someday, how would you like it all to happen? Listen now. My brother Victor and I were the youngest of the 11 siblings in our Miera family. He and I accomplished mucho mischief together. 
How could you blame us? Our parents left us alone together during the day while they and the older brothers took the horses and the wagon and worked in the fields way over in Arroyo Seco. That's almost ten miles away. I was ten. He was eight. Too young to be of much help over there. All we had to do at home was feed the chickens, gather eggs, sweep. We didn't pull as many weeds in the garden as we could have. We got in trouble for not being able to tell the difference between the young calabaza squash plant and one of those broadleaf, whatever you call it, weeds. So we didn't take our chances at guessing what to pull out and what to leave in the ground. Victor, I keep telling you, those are the squash and these are the weeds. Or is it the other way around? Oh, let's not touch any of them. I don't want us to get in trouble again. Mira, look over here. These ones are the quelites, the ones mama says are weeds but are edible and good for us. Oh, is that what was mixed in with the meat and the corn yesterday? I'm with you. Let's pull them out and hide them. You might have heard about the hard time I had learning to make the family's tortillas just right. Victor didn't help much. He heard Jose, Manuel, and Lino calling my tortillas crackers and thought it was so funny that while they were away working, he teased me about it too. I got back at him one time by tying his bootlaces together while he sat at the table eating his queso and apple for breakfast. He stood up and stumbled and on the way down conked his head on the edge of the table. Because we were partners in crime, he didn't tattle on me. But the purple bruise above his eyebrows turned me in and my parents knew my tendencies to get revenge, so... Whether this story is true or not, you'll have to ask my granddaughter, La Carolina. She'll tell you that because we didn't write everything down before we left, she's had to make some things up. I don't mind. Anyway, we all grew up. Well, we got older and seven years later, I got married to Juan Manuel Trujillo. Now, Pay attention to these names because things are going to get really confusing in a little while and you might have to draw a diagram. When Victor was 23 and almost an old man, he got married and made a really good choice for a wife. Marina Trujillo was from Manasa, Colorado, north of Taos, not too far away. We haven't been able to figure out if she's related to my husband's family. Maybe some of you with your fancy computers can figure it out before the millennium. This is how they met. They both lived within the boundaries of the Spanish-American mission of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The missionaries where she lived wanted her to marry a good Mormon boy and Los Misioneros, where he lived, wanted him to marry a good Mormon girl. So both sets of missionaries arranged for Victor and Marina to attend the next mission district conference. 
as their son Sam would tell you today. That was all the push they needed, and they were married for over 60 years. I know, that's a wonderful story. Anyway, Marina and I were a year apart in age, and she and I became great friends and sisters-in-law, living not too far away from each other. My brother, Jose Manuel, remember, my husband is Juan Manuel, got married to Celia, and their first child was my niece, Simonita, nine years younger than me. They moved back and forth between Colorado and Taos, and when they stayed in Taos, they lived only a hop, skip, and a jump away. And as Simonita got older, she started coming over by herself. She'd watch and help me make tortillas or cheese or listen to me and Marina talk about the things we wish we could buy from the Sears and Roebuck catalog, if we had the money. Or how we'd love to visit that new JCPenney store in Santa Fe, if we had the money. And something faster than a horse and a buggy like an airplane. <laughs> well, Simonita, that niece of mine, soon grew into a beautiful young lady and became interested in a young man that her parents and Marina and I weren't too excited about. Maybe because Marina had a good-looking and eligible brother living in her hometown in Colorado. So what do you think my sister-in-law, who always had a twinkle in her eye, did? She corresponded to her brother and told him to write to our niece with courtship in mind. He followed her advice and wrote to Simonita who could easily tell that he was kind. She responded in writing with hardly ever sighting the young suitor trying to woo her and to wed. This continued for a while, letters crossed the many miles, and we can only imagine what they said. Marina and Victor and I were really happy about it. The first time Simonita saw Fred, he was trying to sell potatoes to her family because he was poor. They didn't buy any because they were poor. She was scared and didn't tell her parents that when Fred was in town, he'd walk her home slowly from her housekeeping job and hold her hand. Well, Marina was a good person. She and her parents and her siblings were all great, honest, and hardworking people. They lived in Manasa and worked for and were converted to the LDS church by the Mormon farmers who were called to settle the area by President John Taylor. This familia Trujillo joined the church even before I did. Heck, Marina made it to the temple 20 years before I did. So if my sister-in-law, who even taught herself to play the piano when she was little, was that good of a person, I figured her brother Fred Trujillo would be too. We didn't worry when he wrote and proposed to Simonita and she answered in her letter with a yes. They had seldom met in person, didn't really know each other, though they felt it would work out for the best. 
They had seldom met in person, didn't really know each other, though they felt it would work out for the best. A week after she said yes, he showed up with his parents from Colorado to marry her. This was a complete surprise to her parents, and they weren't happy. I'm guessing because their daughter was only 17 years old and they didn't like that she would be moving away to Colorado. But her father didn't want the visitors to have come from all that way for nothing. So he gave Marina some money and we took Simonita to Gustorf's dry goods store on the Taos Plaza and bought her a pretty dress for this important occasion. I've been here before. The women's clothing department is up the stairs. Come on. Oh, look how pretty these dresses are. Look, it's that drop waist style that we saw in that catalog. Simonita, do you like any of these? Which one? Which color? Oh, the red with blue trim. Try it on. Try these tan shoes on too. They go with everything. Oh, that white hat you just found us too. The dressing room is in that corner. Celia is going to be so mad at us, Marina, especially you, the matchmaker. I was 17 when I got married and I'm turning out all right, am I not? Oh, Kayate, you were 23 when you married my brother, and we're just as smart as each other now. It's all evened out. Oh, Simonita, que bonita. Is this one your choice? Good. Go back now and change into your regular clothes. Then we'll go down to the counter and pay. We don't have much time. Oh, I'm shivering, and I'm sure she is too. I really don't want her mother and my brother to be mad at us. But it's exciting and romantic, don't you think? Well, people, start drawing that diagram now because today, June 21st, 1929, Fred Trujillo, the brother of my brother, Victor Miera's wife, Marina Trujillo Miera, married our niece, Simonita Miera, who is now a Trujillo. Yes, my brother's wife's brother married our niece. And we all share the same last names in both directions. And some of their family members are cousins to their aunts and uncles. No, wait. They are sisters and brothers-in-law to the aunts and uncles. No, wait. <sighs> my head is spinning. Good luck to you family historians in keeping that one straight. So I was riding, guessing that Fred would return to Colorado with his bride, my Simonita, where he could continue selling potatoes and later be a mechanic. It's a good thing her parents lived close to my house so we could see each other when they came to visit. Celia went and helped with their babies, and there were seven of them. No, not all at once. Don't be silly. <laughs> she wanted to help with baby Irene after they moved to Utah. But Mercedes was 14 by then and was a big help because Simonita had to stay in the hospital for two weeks after the birth because of complications. 
This was during the Second World War when Fred worked at Hill Field Air Force Base in maintenance. That is also where my brother Victor worked when he and Marina moved to Utah a short time after that. I know nobody asked me if they could move away. He got tired of farming and shepherding in Taos and wanted a steady income. I guess I don't blame him. But if you drive to northern Utah where they all moved to, it takes over 12 hours to get there from here. But it's a really good time once we arrive. Doesn't it seem like there should be another song right about here? La Carolina wrote this one for her story a while back, but she's changing the words for this story. So, if it doesn't make any sense, then talk to her about it. Six hundred miles, I wish we had a Chevy. What shall we do now? Our eyelids are heavy. Windows go up and down. Wheels turning round and round. Once we love are on their knees. Someone's watching over him and me. Some think we're crazy to brave the miles through here beside me we'll get there with any luck going to see dear family and on the way so much to see relive the past that went too fast that went too fast six hundred miles 1941 International Trujillo won't stop now He's being irrational Windows go up and down Wheels turning round and round Once we love, stay on your knees Until we return Would you please On your knees Pretty please. After that first visit, I caught rides with other family members who were going in that direction. Most of our kids and their spouses eventually moved away and lived in Utah, Albuquerque, Denver, California. Marcia and Tex were even in Louisiana for a while and brought us some shrimp. I really like the shrimp, but I have to close my eyes when I eat them because they look like little monsters or those aliens I saw in that science fiction movie the other day. Anyway, I got to visit my kids and their families and even flew in an airplane once to California. The ride was noisy and bumpy, a lot like riding in the truck or even with the horses and the buggy. But the trip to JCPenney and Los Angeles once I got there made it all worthwhile. <laughs> You've just listened to the first bonus episode of the new musical Tales of Tila. Don't be sad! 
La Carolina is gathering more stories and tales from my grandchildren and other relatives, and we'll be back to tell and sing them to you. I hope they're saying nice things about me. Do you want to hear my earlier musical stories? Maybe you missed a few episodes of this podcast? La Carolina would be so grateful if you'd listen to them. This is what you should do. Write this down so you don't forget. If you aren't already there, go to mycarolinmerset.com. Everyone thinks her last name is French and puts an extra T in there. So, La Carolina says I have to spell it out for you. Here we go. M-Y-C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-U-R-S-E-T. That's her website. And she wants you to subscribe either there or at iTunes or Google Play. Sometimes I feel like I'm speaking a foreign language. I get so distracted. Hasta luego. Until later. You've just listened to Song Stories, Quiet Stories podcast, episode 9. Relatively speaking, the first bonus episode of the new musical Tales of Tila. Contact me and let me know how you're doing with the writing prompts. You can find them in bold lettering in the notes for this episode and the others at mycarolynmerset.com. Once there, you can also subscribe to this podcast and check out my events page. Thanks for listening. Thanks for writing. This is your host, Carolyn Merced, a.k.a. La Carolina. <laughs> <laughs>